Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast. A production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Baldface Truth, Stephen Vaughn, Judah Newby, filling in for John Kanzano. Speaking of the man. John Canzano on the line with us from Salt Lake City, where Florida is taking on Utah for week one of the opener for both of those teams. John, uh, I just looked. I saw the weather is really nice in Salt Lake City. And it's rainy here. What's up with that, man? You, you leave right when the rain starts? I know. I know. It's sunny. It's uh, it's a little on the warm side, uh, uh. but sunny and uh, nice right now, uh, about 90 degrees. It's supposed to be a kickoff. It'll be right around high 80s. And uh, it's uh, it's sunny and blue skies, but uh, a lot of uh, a lot of excitement. And I think across our listenership, it's you know it's week one, and there's going to be games this week. Oregon's going to play. Oregon State's going to play. But people in Salt Lake City are buzzing about this one. And uh, my hotel that I'm staying at is the Florida Hotel, and a whole bunch of people, 3,000 tickets sold for Florida fans coming from Gainesville and other places. And so uh, it, it'll be quite an atmosphere and standing room only tickets. Uh, are the only tickets left. Well, how about that? I mean, Florida, first game, first non-conference game, first true road game uh, since 1991 outside the state of Florida. They're going to Utah. Uh, what does that just say about the program of Utah now? Like, they are, they're an elite program, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And I think, you know, two Rose Bowls in a row, Cam Rising, two conference championships, Kyle Whittingham. Uh, Utah has done a really nice job for every group of five program that ever wants to aspire to be a Power Five. Like, blueprint is there utah did it and i thought it was really interesting this earlier this year when i kind of was calling around in the spring to different athletic directors and trying to find out how their season ticket renewals went and i was getting you know 93 percent 94 percent in most places pretty typical and and then i came to utah and they have a season ticket wait list of 2,000 fans and so they and they just expanded the stadium right before the pandemic and so it, it's a really cool experience if you've not been to a game at rice Eccles stadium it's it's rabid it's real college football and it's unusual i think for for programs west of texas if, you know if you're not at oregon you're not at oregon state you're not at utah you're getting into a lot of stadiums that have empty seats and so it's really cool to see that but yeah you i mean florida's fighting off a, a big chunk here i i don't know I don't know if they if they know, Stephen. I don't know if they understand what it is to come into Rice Eccles Stadium. Morgan found out a couple of years ago. I mean, Utah or USC found out last season. Well, I mean, this, this is a it's a tough spot, man. I, I agree with you, Florida. I don't know. You know, I, I think the question for me, John, is Florida may be okay if Cam Rice is not playing. First of all, have you heard anything about that? Uh, is it official yet? He's out. And just kind of what are the vibes feeling? Uh, for the fans and for the team, if Cam Rising doesn't play in that game, is that going to give Florida a chance to stay within uh, you know the points, but or even have a chance to win? It changes the game, and the prevailing sentiment is that Rising's not going to play, and that they'll save him for next week. But you know we won't know with Kyle Whittingham until ten minutes before kickoff. So stay tuned on that front, and you know I'll pop back on with you guys from the stadium here. I'm about to head over to the stadium. I'll pop back on in the four o'clock hour. Maybe I can find something out there. But it's um, it's really interesting because you know I kept I keep thinking about 
you know, this matchup, and, and if it's Bryson Barnes as the backup, Barnes has only played in three games. And all three of those games, he was kind of thrust into the game, uh, you know, like the, the Washington State game last year on that Thursday night, we all remember, it was 10 minutes before kickoff that he found out he was starting. They didn't have a game plan for him, so he was executing sort of a modified Cam Rising game plan. And then the two Rose Bowl games he came in, you know, two years ago against Ohio State, he threw a touchdown pass that, that gave Utah the lead with less than two minutes to go. He, you know, he didn't play bad in that game. And then last year against Penn State, he came in after Rising hurt his knee, and that game was getting out of hand. But this will be, if, if it is Bryson Barnes, it'll be the first time that Andy Ludwig's had an opportunity to design a game plan for him. And, you know, you've got also, you know, a little wrinkle there that, that Florida has been sitting around not knowing who's going to play. And so I kind of just wonder from a strategy standpoint if Florida has, you know, executed uh, or used up any of their practice time preparing for Cam Rising, preparing for Bryson Barnes, and, you know, even in, in, the, uh, in the event that they'll see Nate Johnson, who is a backup, backup quarterback, um, I won't be surprised by anything today. John Cazzano joining us from Salt Lake. John, any conversation that that you are hearing down there about going to the Big 12 next year or any motivation among Utah fans to win the conference a third straight year in this last edition of the Pac-12 or where where is the mindset of that market compared to uh, what we're all talking about out here on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, I think Utah is trying to take another step forward. They'd love to make the playoffs. They'd love to be that team. Their schedule is brutal, though. I mean, they have the worst schedule, the most difficult schedule of any team in the conference, and they're starting it with Florida and Baylor, Baylor on the road, and maybe without camerizing for both those games. So who knows? So, you know, I, I kind of think, like, as much as they want to talk about getting to the playoff, it, it doesn't feel realistic to me because it just feels like there's so many hurdles for them. But if they could win a third Pac-12 championship and the final Pac-12 championship, it would be a statement. And, I, and that angst that Oregon State fans are feeling and Washington State fans are feeling, uh, it, you know, that isn't being felt in Salt Lake City. People are, uh, you know, talking about the breakup of the Pac-12 a little wistfully and going, you know, it shouldn't have happened. This conference has been great for Utah. Utah has really risen in their 10, 11 years in the conference. But they didn't want to ideally leave for the Big 12 conference. They just did it because the conference was – blowing up and remember Arizona Arizona State you know we're already flirting with the Big 12 Oregon and Washington sort of tipped it by going to the Big 10 Utah had to kind of scramble in the 11th hour to get into the Big 12 I think they were happy to do that but all along you know I was talking to stakeholders of Utah throughout the last 14 months they felt all along this conference has been fantastic for them so I think for them, it's a little bit of uh, mixed feelings. You know, they're probably glad they have somewhere to land, but they really have elevated in the last decade. You've been talking about uh, the Ducks and Beavs season openers all week as well. For Oregon, Saturday, Portland State, you know, is there anything we can learn about the Ducks on Saturday, or is it simply a matter of seeing the ball go through the hoop? We've got to see the ball go through the hoop, and I don't think there's any way Portland State stays close to them, but... I'm really curious to see if Will Stein, how much offense he'll show, how will Bo Nix look. You know, remember, we haven't seen Bo Nix healthy in a while in a game, so it'll be nice to see him moving around and just to know, to have peace of mind that he's okay. 
And I talk, I brought this up yesterday. Like, you don't want to see Bo Nix with 15 rush, rushing touchdowns this year. It's not that kind of season for Oregon. If they, they want to get to the conference championship game or maybe get to the playoff and make noise, they need Bo Nix healthy. And so that, that, you know, he had 14 rushing touchdowns a year ago, and Marcus Mariota's got the school record of 15. You know, people talk about, oh, could Bo get the record? I don't want to see that. Like, I'd like to see Bo Nix with, like, six rushing touchdowns. Like, when necessary, yes, but not, you know, I don't want to see him running the ball against Portland State. I don't want to see him running against Cal. Uh, you know, save that for Washington. Save that for USC. Yeah, and then speaking of uh, Sunday, Oregon State, you know, is this a game where DJ – is going to have to run the ball, going to have to play exceptional. We were talking about a little bit earlier in the show, you know, DJ Uyunglele's draft prospects. Like, is he going to try to go out and prove himself to be, you know, a first-round draft pick at some point again like he was thought of when he went to Clemson? What are you looking at? What are you looking for when you're looking at DJ in his first game against San Jose State for the Bees? I'm really excited for that kid because, you know, he went through so much at Clemson and, he became the problem and the reason that they didn't win big. And, you know, they, everybody always points at the quarterback regardless. I think this is a great opportunity for him. It's a great comeback story. And Jonathan Smith is going to take all the pressure off him. You know, I wrote this today that, like, when they line up on Saturday, the best position group on the field, it's not the quarterback. It's not the receivers at Oregon State. It's not, you know, the running back room's great with Davey Martinez, but it's the offensive line. DJ's got a great offensive line. He's got a great run game. He's got an offense that isn't going to ask too much of him. It's a great situation for a guy who, you know, is going to be asked to just go play football and have fun. And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see who he is. And, you know, his accuracy as a passer is my only concern. In the spring game, I didn't, I didn't love the way the ball came out of his hand. He missed some receivers on some easy throws. He had a couple times he had running backs out of the backfield, and he completed the pass, but, he, you know, he threw it at their shoe tops, and, you know, it kind of, you know, changes the momentum of the play when you do that. And so I want to see how smooth he looks, how easy he makes it look. That, that Oregon State offense is a lot like what Kyle Shanahan wants to do with the Niners. And so I think it will be interesting to see, you know, does he make the easy plays that that offense needs him to make? And does he avoid the disastrous moments that Chance Nolan had? Remember, Chance Nolan had, you know, four interceptions against USC and then threw the pick six against Utah at Rice-Eccles Stadium. It was just, you know, you just can't have that if you're Oregon State because it's not, you know, you don't, you don't, score that way and you don't play that way they they like to run the football anthony gold said it yesterday on our show he said we're going to run the football and if you can't stop us we're going to keep running it. and i think that's the mentality and it's just a great situation for dj correct me if i'm wrong john but i know you'll be there sunday you spent some you, you've spent some time watching football in san jose have you not oh yeah that's the my dad told me i'm going to be sad when i go to what used to be spartan stadium because he says the place we're used to throw a foot Nerf football and we used to tailgate has now been paved over and they're selling those parking spots for $40 each. You know, it used to just be a big football practice field adjacent to the stadium now. But I, I remember going and, you know, it was late 1970s, early 1980s. Uh, Dennis Erickson was the offensive coordinator at San Jose State. Jack Elway was the coach, John's dad. And they had great players they had a lot of community college players and uh you know they had 
some guys who played in the NFL, but you know they were they were playing against like UNLV and Randall Cunningham and uh, you know and other programs like that. So it it wasn't uh, big time football, but man, I, I totally relate. Every time I walk through a parking lot at any Pac-12 stadium, like today after this call, I'll head over to Rice Eccles Stadium and I'll walk past the people tailgating and outside and. Every time I do that, it just reminds me of like being nine or ten years old and seeing the game at a stadium. It's just there's something special about being at a stadium. And I know that our listeners who go to Austin Stadium or to go to Research Stadium or maybe even go out to Hillsboro to see Portland State, they totally get that. John, thanks for uh, hopping on with us. We'll get you back on here a little bit uh, closer to kickoff so you can tell me if Cam Rising's playing or not and who I should bet on. Uh, get your pick on that game as well. <laughs> I, I, I need love it. I need the inside info, John. You, you know me. I, right. I need that info. I'll so, let you know. Let's check back. Let's let's call it about an hour from now. I'll check back in. Yeah, safe travels with Rice Eccles, and then uh, just give me the info. That's that's what we need for you. But that's John right. Kanzana. Thanks, man. Thanks, John, for joining. He'll join us later on in about an hour uh, as well. Uh, and, and we'll take a break here this time, and we'll recap what John was talking about. We'll also get to uh, big splash. This big splash I got to want to talk about. But Utah taking on Florida. John is there at Rice Eccles Stadium down in Salt Lake City. We'll talk to him in just about an hour or so. Previewing that game, we'll preview Oregon, Oregon State as well. This is the Bald Face Truth. I'm Stephen Vaughn. That is Judy Newby as well. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face Truth. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth radio show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth radio show. Thanks for listening.